This is a Life School Podcast, episode number 140, and today we're going to talk about how to deal with those family members that you'd rather not have to be around at the holidays. No, I'm not a writer. Okay. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith in every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you about. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host and world traveler, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, man. Hey, brother. World traveler. Welcome home. Yeah. Just got back from China. Yes. That was, a, that was, the, pre, that was the pre-gut bomb. <laughs> to Thanksgiving, like You're I'm so carbo loaded and the Peking duck got <laughs> bloated. You, huh? Yeah, no, that was actually not the Peking duck was, or as they call it, Beijing duck. Yeah, the now, Beijing duck up, yeah. updated. No, amazing, but it was the preload to like, you know, like it'd be great to just lean into holiday like season seasonal eating, uh, like feeling like you're like I'm a couple pounds ahead of the curve for this. Yeah. Nope. Not after coming home from the land of noodles and dumplings, you know? <laughs> what was your favorite? So I was there a couple months ago, and we had a very different experience. It yeah, was, it was like a billion degrees when you were there. Yeah, and humid, and you no, had it was beautiful. 70 and like no humidity and gorgeous. We wore mostly t-shirts or maybe put on a windbreaker at night or something. That's a, did you have a favorite like attraction that you went to? Um, you know what? We did, a, we did a canal thing like through, like they called it like Venice of China or something. Yeah, Suzhou. Yeah, and we did, we did a canal tour so you got to see real kind of real life and people and mm -hmm. and then they cut us loose for like an hour we had to just walk around the market and eat weird stuff yeah. and that was the best thing it always is for me like yeah. it's great we saw like you probably did we saw Tiananmen Square and the Summer Palace and yeah. Forbidden City and all those kind of things climb the Great Wall <laughs> which was I don't know if you went to the same spot but it's not like oh this is an easy stroll it was like we're going straight oh, no, up it's straight up a billion steps and then <laughs> you get to awful. the top and you're like oh you're one tenth of the way of this little section today, yeah. no, it's what three thousand meters or miles or something. Yeah. Like that. Anyway, so no, I just uh, everything we did where we kind of busted loose from the tour and just got into real life with everybody. Best, that's cool. Best stuff, and it's always a blast trying to communicate with with people who know zero of your language and you know <laughs> less than that. You know? Sure, and try not to embarrass yourself. You know, <laughs> once again, yeah. like uh, here we are, the loud Americans that don't know anything, but we get a pocket full of money. Yeah, here Boisterous we go. Boisterous and and yeah, with finances. <laughs> hey, so uh, yeah, Thanksgiving and Christmas. We're entering this holiday season. We're we're around people with family and friends that we might not want to be around. It happens, right? And and I, you know, I. I take most things with a grain, you know, and I do have, seriously, I have some family members that are like, uh, and they're all one, now if they're listening to this. Yeah. What are their names? They're going, yeah, they're wondering which ones, you know, they're, they're extended family and they're, you know, they're not here all the time. I haven't seen them in years. No, I mean, and I'm sure I'm, the, I'm that guy to them probably. You know? Sure. But, um, but I, I generally don't get too wound up about that. But yeah. so I have to be careful because I do have friends that like they literally dread the holidays, not because... Hey, as a child, maybe in some people for that, but because it's tough, man, it's sure. tough sledding to get together out of obligation and there's past abuse. There's t really, really tough characters. We're going to look at the types, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, um, but no, we generally have a pretty great Thanksgiving, pretty drama free these days, I have to yeah. say. Yeah. And, um, and some of what we're going to talk about, some of the tips and tricks yeah. for dealing with this stuff, um, is maybe why. Yep. You know, it's like over, you know, I'm an old buck now. <laughs> so over time, you kind of acquire certain perspectives and skills that can help. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't fix necessarily 
um, yeah, we'll talk all tools about tools in all the tool belt. Yeah, for yeah. Season. So, well, let's jump in. Uh, as you were saying, you have some people in your life, and I have some in mine that we would just rather not be around. And the thought of being in a enclosed house for hours on end with cranky people, it does not sound like fun. What is it you think <laughs> about certain people that just bug the heck out of us or even everybody? Well, and that's a good, that's a good question. So everybody, you know, out there, grab a leftover turkey leg, make yourself a turkey sandwich, <laughs> you know, let's get started here. Um, let me give, let me start out by, often we'll define the topic, right? So let me, let's this time, let's define the t- like 10 behaviors of toxic people okay. <laughs> that often show up and they, and, and these will help kind of alert us to the real issues at hand. And uh, by the way, I, you know, I got a lot of this. Uh, it was really insightful from a book called Dangerous People by author Joe Navarro. So oh, that's cool. um, if anybody wants to look that up, it goes way deep, but th- there was just some stuff I gleaned. So here, here's 10 types of behaviors of toxic people. Maybe you're going to say, oh, uh, yeah, that one's in my, yep. <laughs> my family or my life. Or, hey, I think I might be that one. Okay, well, good place to start. So here's the first one. Uh, the person uh, that's irresponsible in their speech and their actions to the point of irritating others and hurting people's feelings. It's as if hmm. they sort of, you know, that person just sort of negligently feels they don't need to filter anything they say. Yep. They don't have a filter. And so time and time again, they're just, they're irritating people or they're hurting hurting them. Sure. I know those people. Do you? I've been that person who makes excuses too. Yeah. That's yeah. the way yes. I am, man. Say, what I was, say what's on my mind. Here's another one. The person that has the short fuse quote unquote, you know, they, they, they display anger a lot and there's outbursts, uh, all the time. They're yeah. always, they're always angry about something. They're always hurt. And it's, it's usually disproportionate to the circumstance or the event that triggered the outburst. Now that means there's yeah. some stuff behind stuff there. Usually you don't just be like, Hey, those Packers, you know, or whatever, sure. you know, <laughs> and everybody's exploding, you know? So, but that, you know, that person with the short fuse, yep. that's always angry. That's another one of those sort of toxic behaviors. Um, how about this? Being around that person or those people that leave you every time they leave you like feeling drained emotionally, less mm. fulfilled, less happy, um, constantly on edge or, you know, around them. Sure. Um, and you, you're already queuing up fearing the next thing they're going to do that's going to hurt you or embarrass you. Yeah. You're just kind of yeah. never looking forward to being in that room. With yeah. That person, yeah. You know, and it's just you always leave drained. Yep. There's just never a fulfillment out of the deal. Um, how about the person that tends to be really opinionated and they're super rigid in their thinking Hmm. and often they're suspicious without cause they're you know um seeming to enjoy conflict um at the expense of family harmony Hmm. it's like they're always kind of tipping into that thing either from the past they know kind of trips everybody that topic or they bring up something and just the way they propose it from the news or whatever you go like here we go that's going to tip my dad, you know, off, yeah. the, you know, or they know that pisses me off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, how about this? Um, the person that needs to be the center of attention at all times. Hmm. And so often to get that, they'll act out with, you know, unjustified irritations or anger yep. um, or you know, they'll, they'll act like they're feeling left out of conversations or, you yeah. know, I'm always excluded from everything or no one cares what I think. Doing anything to put themselves back in the center. Yeah, yep. right. And they, you know, there again, there's there's something behind that, yeah. right? Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, how about the person that when you're around them, you feel um, anxious or troubled or just they make you angry. Hmm. They just make you angry. And that's kind of like the person maybe with the rigid thinking, the really opinionated, but not always, you know. Yeah. Could be a little bit different there. 
How about those people that you're closest to? So you know them pretty well and you probably have memory of, you know, past not great interactions around holiday tradition um, that you feel like you're constantly having to kind of gauge their mood that day. Hmm. You know, like, and it's not just you. Everybody's kind of going like, I wonder if they're in a good mood today. Checking the temperature over yep. and over. Yeah. Yep. You're walking on eggshells. You're just like, I hope they're, I hope they're in a good mood today. And then you know, you'll, you, you'll, you know, you've had these conversations mm-hmm. where you're like, Hey, and so-and-so was in a pretty good mood today. Yeah. Didn't, didn't really tick too many people off. <laughs> and you're kind of <laughs> like rare. surprisingly stoked, you yeah, know? Absolutely. Um, so, but you're having to gauge it. You're trying to gauge them and what, how far you can just be real. Right. Mm. Anyway, that sucks That's too. Cool. Um, uh, these things, uh, the people that bring up arguments that should have probably been just a disagreement, like sure. we don't agree on that, but they bring them up and they go on for hours and hours, or sometimes they bring them up from the past. They just kind of pick it up where you left off last time. Hmm. That's so hard, man. You're like, come on, can't we just disagree yeah, or agree to disagree? On. Let's move on with it. Yep. Okay. Nope. It, there, you know, there's, it can't be more than one opinion in the room. Sure. There just can't be. Yeah. Um, how about the person that seems to play the role of victim? Mm. often to get attention or like they have to be the the princess expecting special treatment yeah you know, maybe because something happened in their life or you know you know i have a cold or i was sick last but it's always something you yeah, know sure so they're you know they're sort of the victim and um sometimes they've been known to accuse others of sort of some perceived un- injustices or their demands to be treated you know a certain way yep it, you know you feel like hey i think we're treating everybody the same here Exactly. You know, the, the kid in the family that like, they're certain that they're always, the, everything's my fault. Hmm. If I disagree with them, it's my fault. It's always me. Yep. Like, no, honey, we're just talking about, I think when we make the salad, you know, next time we put in a few more tomatoes or something, you know, <laughs> or something, not, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, Don't they, they play the cross. victim regardless, it seems. Um, and then the 10th one here is, uh, we call the wound collector. <laughs> hmm. They sort of just collect past you know, injustices, you know, from their perspective, faux pas, something someone said, a mistake you made, yeah. uh, something you said wrong, slights, um, a perceived social injustice, and they just resurrect them all the time. Yeah. They're just there to sort of argue about it and, you know, challenge other people. There's no forgiving and forgetting with them. Yeah. It's on the list. And I have relatives this way. I swear to God, every holiday, one way or the other, out of a list of things, they're going to bring up something from like their childhood, you yeah. know, or something. Well, you don't remember Christmas in 1982, obviously. Yeah. Well, when you were a kid, mom did this for you, but yeah, she never sure. did for me. You're like, what the hey? Yeah, you know, so, on. so you hear that and you're just like, wow. Okay. So, you know, the wound collector, right? You know, what's crazy is that as you said, each one of those 10, there was instantly a memory of something in my past, a situation that popped up with every single one of those. There wasn't one that you said that I was like, oh, I'm not familiar with that. Every single one was like, whoa. Well, look in the mirror, brother. No, <laughs> no yeah. it's, but it's true. And it's unfortunately true. Yeah. And some of that even comes from, you know, if we are kind of walking on eggshells or if we're ex- we've had a bad experiences, we kind of go in a little bit raw. Yeah. And so then with those sort of, those sort of experiences or those sort of actions of others, we might be a little bit more sensitive than than's required sure. or needed. And that's because it's wound. It's tender there. Yep. It's been wounded enough times that, you know, like I see sometimes like, you know what, my grace quotient for that particular person or that particular action kind of yeah. used up. Yep. Like I want more grace. God says 70 times seven, right? You know, yeah. like every time, you know, um, 
but sometimes I just feel like I just I'm right at the edge when I start with a certain person. Sure, it's like a and, sore spot that never yeah, really healed. Exactly, anymore. that's right. And you know, and like we've been kind of joking about a little bit, but what if we're the person that seems to be on everyone else's list in the family? Hmm. That's a flip, right? Well, then see, then maybe we're that person that plays victim all the time. Yeah, but we don't see it that way. So I mean, hard word for you know myself for some of our listeners. If you're hearing those things and you go like, well, that is me. Like, yeah. well, we're going to talk about how maybe what's some of the That's stuff. the flip. Like there's yeah. other people, maybe your relatives are going like, I need to podcast on how to deal with having to deal with Heath this holiday <laughs> season. And well, and here's what I want to say is, could it be, you know, if we're maybe we're that person or suspect we might be at times, could it be that we're not believing the gospel and the truth of the gospel that we're already perfectly loved, hmm. accepted by God? So instead, we're suffering from fear of man. You know, mm-hmm. it's what everybody thinks of me and everything I say or do, or my, you know, my potato casserole this this year. You know, or the beans I mean, you know, yeah. uh, that it, it's big. So we're in constant need for approval. Absolutely right, and that's I think that's the thing that's behind a lot of it. So in this way, you know, if that's if that's our problem, like sort of fear of man and constant need for approvals, then anyone not agreeing with us or our kids. Or saying, hey, you know, you can help your son do this or like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. It just sets us off because we're not getting from them what only God can truly provide, which is perfect and unconditional love and approval. Yeah. So we go looking for it from maybe worse, you know, bro- more people who are more broken than us. Absolutely, man. And that's not really even fair for them. Like, here's a broken person. They truly are. They've they've had true hurts in their life. Now they're hurters. You know, hurt people hurt, yep. right, they say. Hurt people. And um, now we're expecting from them God-like unconditional love and acceptance. Hmm. It's not even fair to them. Yeah. And it's a really unrealistic expectation because even the nicest person, someone like like you, Heath, who's like <laughs> nearly Jesus, um, it's not fair to expect perfect unconditional love and approval from you and perfect performance and all that. It's, yeah. There's only one. Yep. And we desire that. We were actually created to desire that type of relationship. But wow, uh, you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. Yeah. If, it's if a downward not, spiral because yeah. then whatever you project on somebody else to fulfill for you, when they can't do it, then you get even more pissed off. And hey, it just they suck at being God, you know, <laughs> give them a break. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So as you were talking through these 10, um, with almost everyone, I was going, oh man, what's the sin behind the sin of that one? We talk a lot about the sin behind the sin. Yeah. The thing uh, behind the thing. Absolutely. There's an action there. There's some language, some emotion coming out, but what's behind it? Absolutely. So, I mean, I know we don't have to get through them all today, but like maybe we could take a couple of these and just unpack how to figure out maybe what's going on in our own hearts if we're this sort of person or when we're expecting. Yeah, or maybe just even there again, we don't always know the hearts of others, but but there's some common threads here probably of what's the thing behind Absolutely. the thing of some of those 10. Well, what, what do you want? Since we don't have time probably to go through them all in that manner, sure. Uh, what what do you want to pick as some of your favorites? So here's, or uh, favorites? I think the one that stood out uh, was number seven, those who are closest, routinely having to check and gauge the person's mood, like you find that you're always walking on eggshells around them. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe diving into that a little bit. Uh, okay, so the person that you're trying to ga- constantly gauge their mood and how they, their perspective. Um, so what do you think? Do you think, that's the, do you think that's more about that person or it's about us? It's about us. I, I think it could be both. Huh. Yeah, but I think so too. Um, there again, maybe I already tipped my hand on that, but if I'm constantly worrying about what the mood of another person is so I know how to interact with them, there's a good chance that I hold them very at a very high level of glorious. Hmm. Or 
right? In other words, in other words, they're so glorious, I want their approval, so I don't want to tick them off, so I need to gauge it. And that always comes from those closest to us. Yeah. We're most invested in them. They're, they know us the best. And sometimes that bugs us. They know that about us. Yep. And we don't want them to see it. We want them to forget about it, or whatever it was, right? The other, the other thing is, is it could be that, um, but it could also be this, this sort of uh, fear of man hmm. going on. Um, or let's, let's go, what's the thing behind the thing with them where their mood is completely dependent on how they're going to treat others? It's probably the exact same thing, actually, in reverse. That's actually really helpful. It reminds me of us um, back on episode 131, when we talked about what causes sin and how to stop it, and we talked through the four Gs, and yeah. we actually give away that we give away that uh, the free 4G mini poster. Yeah, um, this is actually a great filter to throw some of these kind of what's going on in our hearts through the four yeah, so Gs. So the person that seemingly is either great to be around or like your you know a friend or a family member your dad your uncle or you know whatever your mom or whatever and depending on their mood of the day is going to make it for a good holiday or not yeah what do you think's going on in their mind why they're so susceptible to that hmm. it's performance yep good chance it's a good chance now if there's alcohol introduced or other drugs or addictions sure. or, or or potential sickness right or illness that could change it okay so i don't want to discount any of that but the reality is the person that is really susceptible to their mood and then how they're going to treat everyone else yeah. is probably also a performance issue hmm. they're like you come in the house and immediately because like they burnt something or something's running late or you didn't bring the thing you said you were going to bring, you know, or didn't bring as much of it or whatever to contribute to the meal. And they're immediately in a bad mood about it. It's a performance thing. They, they feel like everybody is looking to them to pull off the perfect holiday Hmm. and it's crushing them today. And they don't have to pull off the perfect holiday because we're not here for the stuff. We're here for each other. Yeah. That's good, man. But we fear being close to each other. So we'll make it about the stuff. And if we make it about the stuff and the stuff doesn't turn out perfectly, I either have to be ticked at you or I'm going to be on edge about you not making me look good. Yeah. And my sovereignty over our awesome Thanksgiving meal. It's toxic, man. Or Christmas. Yeah, right? So I don't know follow- if that helps. You it know? totally helps. And as followers of Jesus, how do you think the way that we should pursue relationships like this? Well, let's go back. Let's catch another one. Okay. Let's catch another example. Um, uh, let's pick number a five. It needs okay. to be the center of attention at all times. Yep. Okay, so the person in your family that just it bugs you because they have to just insert themselves into everything, or create some drama, or they have to, you know, f- you know, have a big outrage to grab grab attention, or whatever. Sure. Um, what what do you think is going on there? What's the thing behind the thing? Control. Okay, control. I I'm not getting the attention that I think I deserve. Yep. So there's some self love there. Yeah. I really love me. And you're not loving me in the way I want you to love me because you're not giving me all the attention I think I deserve. Yeah. I think from a gospel lens, like God is not glorious. Therefore, I have to be, right? Everybody's glorious and I have to get a little bit from everybody because I'm not getting enough of, or at least I'm not perceiving that I'm getting God's approval. Yeah. Maybe because there's sin in my life so God couldn't love me. No. Of course he loves you. That's why he came and died for that sin because he loves you. Um, or if they're not yet a believer, so they haven't experienced love and forgiveness, then they're going to seek perfection from everybody else, hmm. right? And they're going to seek the attention that they were created to have. Yeah. They were created to be the object of affection and desire and love, but it's they just, don't feel it because it can only be ultimately fulfilled from God, right? Yeah. So they keep inserting themselves into drama just because that attention's better than none. Hmm. Gosh, man. 
right? That is so good. Now, there's a lot of subtleties to this, so I don't sure. want to oversimplify this. You right. know, like armchair psychologists here today. <laughs> but do, do you see there is some common threads here? Sure. If we're not believing what's true of us and how God feels about us, we, we will manufacture situations and or false situations mm-hmm. or, or we'll state things that we don't even believe and place it on other people to try to get that thing that God created good and that we should desire. Sure. But we're not. Yeah. And, and sometimes, like we said earlier, we're coming in with those same kind of weird expectations, which makes everybody else's behavior sort of suspicious to us or waiting for us to judge it. Yeah. So, I mean, and you can go through the list completely with the same thing. You can ask a question for all 10 of those yeah. different situations. That's right. Uh, one of the things that I deal with both family and, and friendships and in neighborhoods and the communities and circles that I travel with is that when we gather, there's a lot of people that... I can't judge their heart. They don't know Jesus yet, and it's hard for me to kind of put that into, you know, good news is not going, well, Jesus died for you. Good news might be going like, hey, you are created to be loved, and that's yeah. a great starting point. Right. So as followers of Jesus, how should the way that we pursue relationships look different from those who don't yet walk with Jesus or even have his spirit? Well, a couple things. Um, one is, like, I don't think it's all that different, Heath, between, how you know, those folks in our family and at our holidays that are hard to deal with or annoying to us. I don't think it's all that different of an issue be, being a believer or not believer. Okay. I really don't. I think humans are humans. We're all created in the image of God. And to the degree we believe what's true of God and sure. now true of us because of Christ or not is what manifests all that. But we're, we've talked about on other episodes, we're all unbelievers yep. in some areas of our life. We're not perfectly believing what's true of God and what he now says is true of us because of what Christ accomplished, right? right. So I don't f- I don't think it's all that hugely different. But I want to amen, you're right, that whatever the situation is, unpacking a list of historical facts about Jesus isn't the answer. Sure. Okay. Next, I want to say, and this is super important, always remember that you have absolutely no social or you know familial obligation to be a victim to be victimized hmm. ever okay meaning if someone's truly abusive okay you might be trying to assess what's the thing behind the thing cuz that softens your heart sure. you're trying to bear with one another that's the whole reason we got to go what's the thing behind the thing right and you go oh you know or maybe you know something that actually happened to them and they're just not past it yet yeah and even though it is it's tough that's why we do that. Okay, That's why we look to the sin behind the sin or the thing behind the thing so we can bear with one another, try to live in an understanding way. Sure. Okay, that's gentleness. Um, but we are never called just to stay in an abusive situation or be, a vic- be victimized by others. Hmm. Okay, but let me just say this. As Christians, you may choose, like Jesus did, to, to play the role of a peacemaker and take certain levels of, quote, abuse, you know, verbal or whatever, or discomfort, because that's prickly, that's a weird situation in the hopes of bringing resolution and healing and restoration to your family or to that person or that situation. Yeah. Okay. So that, that says, okay, if I'm going to, if I'm either going to confront that person or I'm going to listen to that person or I'm going to leave Yep. because I'm not going to, we'll, we'll talk about some of the ways to handle this coming up here. Um, we have to check what's our motive for engaging that person. Hmm. Is it to win? Yeah. Is it to get them off our case? Is it to put them in their place? Is it to belittle them and others so they'll finally just shut up, go away? Or is it to bring about resolution? Is it to understand the thing behind the thing? Yeah. Look to speak words of healing 
words of restoration. Hmm. And I know some right now some people are listening. Yeah, but and they're thinking about people in their own life, and they're like, no, that person was truly abusive. Hmm. There was really abuse in our family, and and you know, grandma says it's family, and they all have to be around, but no one wants to be around this family because they're an abuser. Well, maybe 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 not. She might be right. Like you know, you might be right. They sure. shouldn't be around that person. Um, but if you feel safe enough with others and safe in the Lord to say, I want to engage this person because true justice, yep. like where's the justice? True justice is all about restoration. Yeah. And so you might choose, even though you go like, you know, so-and-so is going to be to the day and they're at this, you know, this party or this meal today. Um, and they're, they're going to be tough. They're always tough. Yep. And so I, it's not about me. It's about God and his glory. So I'm going to really try to go into this listening and trying to bring words of healing yeah. um, and restoration. I, I might be there to comfort others who get attacked, Yep. but I'm not there to win. I'm not there to make me look good. I'm not there to be altruistic. Sure. Right? And Well, I think one of the things, too, you just said that was really cool is that um, the concept of being a peacemaker. Like Jesus hasn't just called us to be peacekeepers. Like We're not just supposed to go in and make sure that when Thanksgiving dinner's over, when Christmas meal's over, that we're that the peace is kept. We're called to enter into that chaos and actually make peace, which is see, and that's the thing. Like my mom, yep. who was like the sweetest person in the world, she's gone on to heaven and living sure. the eternal life. You know? Yeah, she's on it. Yeah, she's on that side of it. Um, she was a sweetheart, and she though was a passive aggressive. Hmm. So when when this prickly stuff would come up in our family, because it always did, you yep. know, everybody has it. Um, she her. A thousand percent mode was like, tch, 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 don't, don't bring it up yeah. or just let it go. Just let it go. You know? Yeah. And it's like, but, but it's, that's 12 Christmases in a row or Thanksgiving's in a row, mom. I think at some point, maybe it's not right this moment, but at some point it does need to be addressed address it, yeah. or there needs to be some boundaries set yep. or something. Right. Um, so yeah, we, we, we get to play the role of peacemaker and that doesn't mean doormat yep. and that doesn't mean avoiding it all or pretending it's not real. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What would you say are some really practical steps on dealing with these sort of situations and people? Uh, even if you've done some head and heart work in your own life, how, how can we practically move forward? Okay. Um, well, remember, remember we talked just a minute ago about the sin behind the sin or the thing behind the thing? Yep. It starts there. But let me say this. It starts in the mirror. Hmm. When sort of pre-planning to be annoyed by another person... You know, this, this holiday, we need, we need to look first for our own thing behind the thing. What is it in my own heart and experience that produces this annoyance? Hmm. Why does that person bug me so much? That's great. You know, and I'm not saying to identify what they're doing that bugs you. That's the easy thing. Every time they say that or do that, it bugs me. No, I'm saying is why does it bug you? Now, often it's because there's some, you know, truth in it. Sure. Person, if they're hammering you. Now, they're not being gracious and it's unnecessary. It's not nice. It's not kind. It's not gracious. Sure. But it might be some truth in it and that's why it bugs us. Um, it might be because that person who always has to be the center of attention, it works. Hmm. And you would kind of like to get a little more attention. Yep. You know, that person where, you know, uh, someone in the family just gushes over their mushy whatever they bring every year, <laughs> but you don't even get a nothing over your total gourmet level, yeah, whatever right. you seriously sweat it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that bugs you. So it's not really that they're they're being the center of attention. It's that you're not. Yep. So I want to say that thing behind the thing, that sin behind the sin starts in the mirror. 
what is it that you're not believing or that you're wanting from a person or from your family environment that really only God can provide Mm. and you're sort of expecting it or others are getting what you want or something, right? Sure. So start there. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. Okay. And, and then let me give you some really practical steps on so that's the thing behind the thing. That's the spiritual end of it. And that's the most important. Sure. Okay. But let me give some practical steps for the reality too of like, hey, you're going to find yourself in these situations and, uh, and how to deal with those situations or people, even, okay, even after you've done that hard work yep. or that hard work for yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here, here's a few bits of advice. And um, again, I was, I was helped uh, in my thinking on this from that same author, Joe Navarro. So first, recognize the reality of things. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't pretend they don't exist. That's great. They're there, okay? We're not called to continuously just ignore the noxious and toxic things that certain people do. Good good word. Now, we don't have to escalate and start throwing stuff, but we, 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 can, we can, without saying, hey, your identity is that action, we sure. get to recognize it's real. Uh, second, set boundaries, if needed, as to what you will and will not tolerate. Hmm. Okay. I can remember having conversations uh, with a family member of mine who can very often be pretty toxic in conversation and saying, at this point forward, I love you the same, but I will not tolerate those types of conversations or that kind of line of attack for me or my wife or my kids. We're just not going to hear it anymore. Mm -hmm. So we'll either leave the room or we'll ask you to stop right there just so you know as soon as it starts because there's a pattern of it. We're going to go ahead and ask you to stop that. And if you won't, well, then that's your choice. We'll probably have to choose then to go ahead and just move ourselves from that situation. We don't want to. We're just letting you know. So we're setting a boundary. It's It's not a hidden boundary. We're actually loving them and loving ourselves enough to say, hey, that hurts me when it goes there. Yep. And it ain't good. And it it's not, a lot, yeah. it's not fruitful. So, um, and, and, and I know families that have had to bar adult children from holiday meals because they ruin so many gathering after gathering for whatever the reasons. Jeez. And it's only when their behaviors could change and they could show some level of repentance or sorrow sure. over past, you know, drama that they, they could lower the boundaries a bit. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes you have to, it's not good leadership. So I, you know, like now I'm kind of speaking to family leaders, right? Primarily the dads in the family. Sure. Right. Everybody can lead and does, but I'm, a, I'm going to speak to the dads. If there's toxic things going on, you know, you Hey, your brother's always got to be at there. Cause you know, he's thrice divorced and he's just a, a hurted, hurt, wounded person. Sure. And he just, every year it's like, Oh my gosh, he's ruining things like lead well and protect well and love that person well by setting that boundary and saying, Hey, until this can change. Sure. I'm just going to ask you to not be around so much. Hmm. Um, that's good. Okay. We're running along here. I got to get going here. Um, start off by expecting to have a great get together and have a good time. Okay. Yep. And if someone's detracting from that, as it's happened in the past, resolve with, for yourself that this person simply just won't have an audience just, you know, if you have to. So, but go in, engage it. Yeah. yeah, we're not going to engage it because we're here to have a good time. So just move, move on and keep having a good time. Yeah. Does don't worry about you fixing them. Okay. That's great. Uh, next, um, you may not, uh, have to get everyone else in your family to agree that I'm sorry, let me start that one over. Okay. Next. You, depending on what the issues are, you may have to get everyone in your family to agree that there's just certain topics that you're not going to discuss anymore. Mm. You're just not. We don't go there. Now, I hope you don't have a million of those because then what kind of family life? You can't actually <laughs> sure. be honest. But as a starting point, you might have to say, 
this and this and this don't get discussed this way. Not in group setting. If, you, if you're still trying to resolve certain things with so-and-so or a family dynamic of ours, let's talk about it offline. Let's enjoy this holiday. It's good. Okay, you get to. Um, if you've got the person that's like constantly late and showing up late because, you know, um, they like making everybody wait and, and they're maybe they're emotionally unstable. So uh, they like that dramatic entrance. Set time limits. Just let everybody know, hey, we're not in a rush. But we are going to actually start eating at 6 p.m. Yeah. If okay. you're late. You're if late. you're late, it's okay. Your schedule's yours. Ours is ours. Yeah. And, you know, if you host next year and you want to start it later, groovy. But everybody else has agreed. So we're going to actually start then. Yeah. And then when they come in late, just go, hey, grab a plate. You know, it's okay. Yeah. Right? Don't shame them. It's, it's good. Um, sixth, b- behavior that's dangerous, like, you know, excessive drinking or violence yep. or, you know, whatever, uh, or divisive. Or that only serves to antagonize others. Yep. Um, if it's your house, you can set the rules. That's fair. Yeah, that's good. You can. Um, if it's someone else's house, um, you don't have to be a party to bitterness or hostility. And you might talk as a family offline like, hey, there's some boundaries we need to set mm-hmm. for this person. We're not doing this today. Yeah, we're not yeah. doing that. And if it's really abusive, you don't have to suffer that. I mean, sometimes this, this can sound bad. Sometimes you might even have to call the cops. I mean, luckily that's never happened sure. <laughs> in our family. I'm close, you know, but I know there's families where that happens. Yeah. I've, I've literally, I've talked to people. It's like they were so drunk and then they pulled out guns and they wanted to teach the nephews how to shoot. And it's like weird stuff. And they wouldn't leave. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the, the heck? Yeah. Um, last, last thing, um, seven family t- holiday times, not therapy time. Yep. Okay. It's just not, it, it may be best to just avoid the conflict in the moment and then try to set up a time in private to address these issues and how you're experiencing that person's language or their behavior, but, but maybe later. Yeah. And, and depending on the issues at hand, it may be actually best left for professionals to handle. And that might be the conversation. It's like, listen, we, we keep bumping heads on this and it, you know, it irritates me and then you're not happy about it. I love you. I don't, I can't help you, yeah. but it is really causing a strain on family dynamic. Can, can, can we talk, can we get someone to help talk, talk you through that, work through that with you, get some help? Sure. They may not accept it, but, but that's probably not the time is not in the heated battle while you're passing a bowl of corn. You know what yeah, I mean? It's probably absolutely. not the moment for it. It reminds me of episode 108 on how to plan awesome dates with your spouse where you're talking about how like date night is not just tune up night. Like go actually have a date and enjoy time together. It sounds like that with the holidays as well. Like you don't need to bring up all your family crap over the dinner table. Like, you can just enjoy... resolve. We're not fixing anything. Yeah, we're just going to have a good dinner. time together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that, man. All right, we are going very late today, uh, but we do want to get to the big three. The big three we give away every week. It's three takeaways we want you to walk away with right now. The three most important things we want you to learn. You can get those by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 140. Again, that's 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 140. Caesar, what are the big three for this week or even this holiday season? Okay, I'm going to go through right through them because we're, uh, we are running a little bit behind here. Uh, first, there have always been and will always be people that rob us the wrong way or they irritate us. This is not necessarily a sin issue on their part or ours, though. We all have unique perspectives and personalities in life and don't always see eye to eye with everyone else on a topic. So don't make disagreement with another person a bigger issue than it needs to be. Just humble yourself and listen well as you seek to first understand another person before asserting yourself or your opinions. Love that. Okay. Second, believe that God loves those people that offend you just as much as he loves you. Hmm. Crazy, right? If God loves them and shows them grace... And what types of responses to this person can you exhibit to further show them the heart of God? Hmm. And that goes for Christians and not believers. And then third, 
Start off by looking for the issue behind the issue in your own heart. It's always the right place to start. Let the gospel truth that you are perfectly loved and accepted by our glorious and creator God of the universe, and let let that settle your need for constant approval from others and what they think of you and what they're saying. Then ask the Spirit of God to reveal to you any issues of sin or unbelief and hurts in the other person that may be causing them to speak or act in that way. Mm -hmm. And in love, then seek to bear with that person while understanding that you two aren't perfect. Okay, that's that's a big one in all of this. Remember, sure. we're all not perfect. We all have stuff that bugs other people. So let that also temper how we respond. Yep. Okay, absolutely. Hey, thanks for those, Caesar. Again, if you want those big three takeaways, you can go to one two three lifeschool dot com forward slash episode one forty. Again, that's one two three lifeschool dot com forward slash episode one forty to receive the notes for this week's big three. Also, we want to invite you to our Facebook group, a growing community where we have a weekly conversation that's a little bit more in depth than what this podcast is able to offer. So to get that, you just go to facebook.com, up in the search bar, type in Life School Podcast. Caesar or I will approve you to the group, and you can join in on our... You're approved. <laughs> you Unless are you're that approved. person who just ruined Thanksgiving, then you're... Stay away. And we will kick you out of that group. So uh, we hope you would join us on that Facebook group. And also, for next week's podcast, is we talk about the right and wrong way to apologize. Hmm. There is a right and a wrong way. Yep. We're going to address Great. it. Hope they'll join us for that. Hope to see you there. As always, thank you for joining us. And you can get more information by visiting 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast. Thank you.